Welcome to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. I'm Scott, and I thank you for joining us. This episode is about a creative method of composition and one person who's used it to make exciting new music. The method is graphic notation, which was pioneered in the 1950s by people like John Cage. In short, the composer uses symbols other than traditional notes on a music staff to communicate intentions to musicians. Among other things, this method allows musicians to be more actively involved in fulfilling the composer's vision. Steve Scribner is a Seattle-area composer who has adopted his own unique approach to graphic notation. He crafts graphic scores that evoke natural landscapes. He calls them sound scrolls. His album, titled Sound Scrolls, is newly released on Right Brain Records. The album highlights music that emerged through a series of recording sessions. Partnering with an eclectic group of highly skilled musicians, Scribner, who also goes by Eric, explored 10 different compositions. Because the musicians are free to interpret general instructions, no two performances of a piece are the same. And in fact, they can be widely different depending on those interpretations. Scribner encourages improvisation, which frees players to express themselves. The result is an exciting record that explores a wide spectrum of sounds and mental pictures. It's somewhere in the overlap of avant-garde, new classical music, and free jazz. Let's take a listen. I feel like I've been involved in music most of my life. When I was a kid, I, I played the piano, and I um, liked listening to classical music as a kid. I didn't discover the other stuff that the other kids liked until I was in high school, probably. Had a bad bicycle accident when I was a kid and, and wrecked my arm, and my mom gave me piano lessons to, um, to exercise the fingers so I could get feeling and movement back in my left arm. And I decided I liked playing the piano, so I've pretty much been doing that ever since. I started composing when I started taking piano lessons. I think they sort of went together. I remember writing a sonatina and then a, um, a, a couple of piano sonatas, one of which I played in the uh, school talent show in eighth grade. And it was kind of in the style of Stravinsky. And the other kids hated it, and the teachers liked it. So <laughs> there was a, an incident concerning that. One of the bullies in the school threatened to beat me up for playing it in the, in the talent show.
I studied composition with Lockram Johnson. That was in Seattle uh, when I was in junior high school. I've always been interested in experimental and, and avant-garde music. I remember in sixth grade, a music teacher brought in a um, film about improvised microtonal and other types of experimental music. And I remember one of the kids um, kept saying, this music is cracked. And he, uh, and he announced it to the class just about every, every 30 seconds or so. And I was enjoying it. And I told him to be quiet. We almost got in the fight over that. <laughs> I think the first time I, I heard some of it was the record of the, the music for the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey, which has some compositions by Ligeti in it, which was the first time I'd heard anything like that. I actually thought it was all electronic at the time until I heard um, violins coming in at the end, which kind of surprised me. Sound scroll is my um, is a term I made up for a graphic score that resembles a um, landscape, and I called it a sound scroll because you play it from left to right, but you play across the score as if it were were being unrolled like a scroll. I had heard of composers like John Cage and other other composers like that doing graphic scores, so I I thought I would try one of my own. And I remember seeing a scientific illustration of an ice volcano going off on one of Saturn's moons with a picture of Saturn in the background. And I looked at that picture and thought, if you superimposed musical staves across that picture, then there would you would get a piece that has a, an interesting uh, form that that way with the um, kind of a cluster of notes for the um, the ice in the ice volcano, and then a more sustained notes, and then a, a, a sort of more sustained notes for Saturn as, as you go across that, and yeah, I thought that would, that would make an interesting graphic score. Then I started doing other landscapes on music paper, and then I started, um, first of all, just copying, uh, using a copy machine to copy the landscapes onto the 
music paper, and then I started do, doing my own landscapes and, and rearranging the stamps in different ways. The graphic elements work as some notes that are suggested to be improvised on. In Japan, I played one of them with the Japanese flute, the, the shakuhachi, and I don't think he'd seen a graphic score before, but he, after looking at it for a few minutes and having me explain it with a translator, he um, figured it out and we, we did that in a um, concert in Fukushima. Thank <laughs> you. 
the recordings that are on this album were made at that recording session, or two recording sessions actually, in Mills College in California, and that's me on piano, and um, Peter Valsamis on drums, Jenny Landgraf on flutes, and Can, which is the tie mouth organ, Tom Nunn on something called the Space Plate, which is a um, gong-like instrument that, that he invented himself. It's a, a, a gong that sits on balloons so it resonates more freely than a gong that's hanging and has wires sticking out of it which can be bowed also. Some field recordings by, by Jonathan Storm, who's a, a recordist. Aaron Keats, who played the soprano slide trumpet. Keith Eisenbray, who played percussion. Um, Indigo Pathfinder, who also played percussion. Jay Hamilton, who played the uh, some homemade instruments, percussion instruments.
I'm excited to have this album out because it'll give other people a chance to hear the sound skull pieces, at least in one form, which was recorded. If I played them live, they would be in, in a different form of force because they're mostly improvised. The album came together quite well. Yeah, I like it, and I'd, I'd like other people to hear it, too.
We've been listening to excerpts of Steve Scribner's album Sound Scrolls, available on Right Brain Records. Read more about this project on our blog at rightbrainrecords.com. You can also read about Steve, who, by the way, has also authored several sci-fi fantasy novels. Again, that's in our blog at rightbrainrecords.com. You've been listening to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. You can visit us at rightbrainrecords.com. Farewell for now. Join us next time. Thank <laughs> you.